Welcome everyone to Core Values, an official podcast of Broken Arrow Schools on the AeroVision Network. I'm your host, Adam J. Foreman, Executive Director of Public Relations for BA Schools. And this podcast is made possible by our wonderful One Club sponsors, First National Bank of Broken Arrow, TTCU, the Federal Credit Union, Ascension St. John, Broken Arrow, Tulsa Bone and Joint, and the Arrow Group. So welcome today. We have some very special guests on the podcast today. Let me introduce you to Charla Lane, who is the president of the Broken Arrow PTA. Welcome charla good morning good morning and frankie catlett who is the president of the broken arrow public schools foundation welcome frankie good morning it's a mouthful yes for for 9 a.m when we're recording this but so we're going to talk today about your respective organizations and what you guys do and how you got involved but first we're going to find out a little bit about you so we're going to start with frankie frankie give me your background about you a little bit tell us tell us your story what's going on with you Broken Arrow, lifelong Broken Arrow resident, uh, very involved in the schools, graduate from Broken Arrow in 1990, uh, have two kids, uh, one child that's in Broken Arrow Public Schools, one that graduated from Broken Arrow Public Schools and a big supporter of the school system. So you've already pushed one I out. I pushed one it. out, yes. <laughs> Getting them off my payroll. That's yeah. my goal, yes. You sound like a manager of some sort with a payroll yes, reference. Yes, yes. So that you've been a lifer, though. Yes, lifer, very yes. Very cool, very cool. Go Tigers. All right, Charla, what about you? Tell us about you. Well, I moved to Broken Arrow 17 years ago. I have two boys in the district. I've got one at the Freshman Academy and one at the high school. And we love Broken Arrow. We love all things Broken Arrow. We love Broken Arrow football. We love Broken Arrow school district. We love everything about it. It's just so much fun, and we feel really involved, and we're very active in our community. So you have older kids in the district. You've got them at the high school level. You have a high school level. Yes, we both have an Owen, both Owens, and they're both juniors. True. Well, that's terrifying and amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you've been involved, Frankie, in the Pride program, right? Yes, the Pride of Broken Arrow. Yes, uh, national champions this year. That's right. Uh, been seven years with the Pride. Yes, I've had a child in the Pride for seven years. Wow. And that's such a, a tight-knit community, which I think we have a lot of those in Broken Arrow. Speaking of communities and tight-knit communities, like my segue there, mm-hmm. uh, I have horrible segues. Get ready. It's just going to get worse as the day goes on. You both are in, in volunteer service organizations, the Broken Arrow Foundation and the PTA Council. So let's start with you, Charla. PTA. What is PTA? Well, PTA is in a national organization. It's the oldest advocacy group in the nation, and it's a volunteer group. And so um, they're actually have been around for over 120 years. Good grief. Yeah. And in the state of Oklahoma, they'll be celebrating 100 years of PTA in Oklahoma um, in June at the convention. And so your role as president of the entire council of the entire district, which is awesome. Tell us about what that entails for you as the leader of the PTA. So the leader of the PTA here in Broken Arrow looks like we have 22 units. So at every single school site kind of. Um, We have a PTA. So each of those PTAs have their own presidents and their own executive boards and their own volunteers. So it's a, it's managing basically all of, all of those people. Um, And and what do they do service-wise for the schools? Like what, what's some of the activities that PTAs do? So the biggest part of what PTA does is advocacy organization. And so we advocate for kids. And so um, what they've done in the past, things that you might know of are um, some child labor laws. We've had a hand in, in helping shape those uh, were the reason that football teams have helmets, not here locally, but nationally. Um, and then also the child nutrition program was started by PTA. Um, but here locally, what we get to do is um, involve families and engage families and build community in our district. 
So is that through activities? Like I've seen stuff for years. I've been with the district for 15 years and PTA has this kind of night or this kind of night, like that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So we do um, bingo nights and um, family engagement nights and uh, STEM nights. And um, Highland Park a couple of years ago did a Grinch night where they had a fun painting night. And there's just so many different kinds of nights and and different ways to engage families um, in our community. And everyone does their own. So there's, you know, several. Right. Everybody has their own personality per school. Yeah. So you said advocacy. Does that also have to do with like legislation as well? Absolutely. Um, We want to make sure that our schools, specific things that we're working on here in Bercanero are funding. Um, That's probably one of our number one things. Um, We want schools to be fully funded. And that's really important to us because whenever schools are fully funded, then teachers and administrators can teach our kids um, and not have to worry about, you know, scraping by for money and those types of things. Um, We want them just to be able to do their jobs. You want that impact directly in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of impact in the classroom, the Broken Arrow Schools Foundation, Frankie, uh, tell us a little bit about that history of that organization. It's a 30-year organization, roughly 30-year organization of volunteers, of 30 elected volunteers to the organization, and we just want to raise money to enhance the classroom. We want to be able to give the student a better educational experience in the classroom. So what kind of, we, we kind of assume that PTA is made up of parents because it's in the title and teachers because it's also in the title. What kind of uh, people make up the Broken Arrow Schools Foundation? Community leaders, community, anybody in the community can be on the foundation. We have former teachers, uh, Walmart manager, myself, uh, lawyers, accountants, bank presidents, um, representatives from other entities in Broken Arrow. When you said lawyer and accountant, that's the two main things in my yes. head. <laughs> Always yes. have to make sure the money's right and that you're doing it by the law. That's correct, yes. Because <laughs> you don't want to mess up education finance. They, they'll come for you. So uh, with the history of that, what are some of the major fundraisers that you guys have done over the, of the 30 years of the foundation that support that, that cause for you guys? Of the 30 years, we've had two major fundraisers, and it's the Barbecue and Bingo, which was formerly known as the Gala, also the golf tournament, but we've added two new fundraisers just these last two years and it was tiger tailgate that we just kicked off this last fall and then this winter we're going to be doing tiger trivia so go back to barbecue and bingo because ironically miss charla <laughs> it was the chair of that event so what went into that for you planning wise having to pivot during a pandemic because i know it started out as a gala and it kind of had to shift so tell me your mindset when you went into that um it was really interesting we you know had we had done galas in the past, and um, we just decided that we would try something a little bit different, a little more casual. We were hoping to have it outside, except we ended up on a day where it was 100. When it was really, really hot. I was there. I get it. 108 <laughs> degrees, so we even pivoted in that moment. Um, but, yeah, we um, we just wanted to keep everything really safe for our patrons and our supporters. And so um, it was really fun, though. We love what we we love what we stumbled upon with our barbecue and bingo, and we can't wait to have this year's barbecue and bingo too. So they played barbecue. They played barbecue. They played bingo. They ate barbecue, and there was auction items as well. Correct. Uh-huh. We had an amazing bingo caller. You might know him. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he was fantastic. He needs to be smacked around though, but he's pretty good. I would recommend a bonus for him. <laughs> Remember that note, whoever's listening to yes, this. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you guys are all, both of your organizations are about putting students first Correct. and putting that support in Correct. the classroom. How important is that 
in a post-pandemic world with students kind of falling behind and, and not having that one-on-one instruction like they did since in the year 2020, 21, we had so much distance learning. So how much is that important to both your organizations to keep that going with the student interaction? I think it's extremely important. You got to get those kids excited in the classroom, excited to be back in that classroom, give them a reason to be engaged and involved in that classroom. And by both of our organizations, we're putting money back in that classroom and giving those teachers that edge in order to kind of plus up their classroom and get that child engaged, wanting to come to school and succeeding at school every day. So you have a program through the foundation, Teacher Grants, which you're actually about to hand out. Tell us a little bit about that program and what it does with the foundation and for the schools. So uh, all the teachers across the whole district can apply for a teacher grant, and they can do that starting August, and we cut off the deadline somewhere around October. And at that point, we go through and sit through. I think we had 100 grants this year of teachers asking for money to enhance their classroom and reawarded 62 grants at a grand total of $50,000 this Goodness. year. So each average te- each teacher averaged roughly $800. So I've been with you guys when you've given out grants in the past. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest day in the world. It's like Christmas. It is when you walk awesome. in that classroom and they 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 kind of always cup their mouth and they can't believe uh, yeah it is like it's it's the greatest feeling in the world. It is. I, we actually timed it. We used to do it in spring break, around mm-hmm. spring break, and now we've timed it around Christmas, so we get to play a little bit of Santa Claus. And I'm sure they are very thankful for that. Yes. So what about PTA and that impact of the classroom and student engagement? So um, that part, um, I told you funding was one of our big um, legislative uh, pushes this year. Um, second to that is social-emotional learning. Um, and here in our district, we're doing such a great job of that. We already have um, Mrs. Kaiser. Yes, um, yes, Rachel Kaiser, our Director of Social and Emotional Learning and Development. I think I said that correct. She'll probably yell at me if I got it wrong. No, no I think that was right. <laughs> um, so we're really focusing on that. And so we're really following closely legislation that's being brought to light on that so that we can help push that through, like um, actually getting more counselors in our schools and um, really being able to take care of kiddos that we have um, and really work on their social and emotional learning. Well, what we've learned in the district is that the pandemic really shone a bright light on those social and emotional needs for kids who maybe school is their only real interaction with other people and their ability to, to converse and have you know people validate their feelings. So exactly. we as a district have taken that up as well. So it's great that you guys have done that. So we've talked about some of your programs. What are some other current initiatives going on right now within your organizations? Charla. <laughs> well, as far as our district PTA, we get to have a lot of fun this time of year. We do our um, our centerpiece auction that helps us raise money to put back into our units. And Another then, terrible auctioneer shows yeah, up we to help out. Have a fabulous <laughs> auctioneer. He's got to be scolded he's, or something. He's everywhere. <laughs> he I don't is. Even he's know like how. a ninja. Yes. Um, and then um, we just have um, we are going to host um, with the state of uh, Oklahoma PTA. Um, a superintendent forum for this half of the state um, coming um, in, up in the springtime. What does that entail? Just area superintendents? Um, no, I'm, I said superintendents, but what I meant was the state superintendents. <laughs> what I, oh, okay. Um, so we're going to host all of those candidates. As I say, that's about to be a very hot button uh, election. It absolutely is. Interesting. So we will host whoever would like to come. We'll have them here and we'll have a forum to kind of help our um, the people in our community 
see who is the best candidate. For now, is there a state PTA convention every year? There is. And when does that usually happen? It usually happens in June. And what, what happens at the state PTA convention? The state PTA convention is really for our units, um, which we have 22 here in Bracanero, and those units um, get to go along with the, the district PTA, and we go and get trained, and we learn different things um, that we might not know, um, and then also we learn how to better advocate and how to just better do what we do. Very nice. Frankie, you guys have a brand new initiative you just kicked off this week, I believe. Yes, it's Read to Succeed. It's something that when I first became president three years ago, the district had approached us about of wanting to help us enhance the reading of younger children. And so we kind of moved and pivot and looked at what we needed to do. And the pandemic kind of set us back on starting this initiative and everything. But we basically want to put three books in every second grader's hand during the spring to go home with over the summer to help with the summer slump and so that their reading scores can be enhanced when they return to school in their third grade. Well, and those poor reading scores this year, and, you know, a lot of those came out people were upset about them, but they also didn't realize that everything we've done over the last year is under the shadow of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of those scores, you just can't, there, there should always be an asterisk next to last year's school year, I think mm-hmm. from here till eternity, Absolutely. but that's a great engagement piece for them for literacy and it's actually one of our three main components for BA schools it's literacy engagement and graduation so fulfilling that how do people get involved with read to succeed read to succeed it's really simple you just go to our website um which is is <laughs> you're gonna stop I'm, me I'm, gonna put you, I'm gonna put you on the spot let's see if I can do this b-a-p-s foundation.com no oh dot org yes sir (laughs) dot org backslash read dash to dash succeed okay backslash and so they give a monetary value monetary value yes all right and your your website is it pta.org or do you guys have a broken arrow pta website as well our website is actually we have a lot of facebook pages and you can get involved in your individual unit or you can join this the council facebook page um, we also have an Instagram page. And then um, you can get on um, the Broken Arrow Public Schools website, and we have a page on there. And on there, you can join any of the PTAs around our district. Can you imagine your world when there wasn't a social media presence for PTA? No. I, I can't either. I don't know how they did it, it back be in terrible. the day because it's so quick and fluid. It's not always the best news information feed to social media, but it is very vital, I think, to everything. So let's talk about future initiatives with your organizations. Let's start with you, Frankie. What are some future plans for the foundation that you guys are kind of cooking up? You don't have to tell us everything. Just any kind of dreams and schemes and all that good stuff. Where our goal is, I mean, we've achieved one of our goals. We've achieved actually many goals over the last three years with the foundation. Um, We've, instead of going just to two fundraiser, we're now going to be four fundraisers. Um, instead of just giving roughly 50, 60,000, we're going to crest and hit over a hundred thousand just this last year into broken our public schools. And the personal goal that I have and the goal of the group is hit almost 300,000 where we're giving back yearly to the schools. Wow. And let me just say too, personally, since I've been involved with your organization, uh, you guys fulfilled a wish list recently. Yes which is, uh, for those who don't know, the, basically they asked the, the curriculum department, what are some things that you would like if you could just dream to the moon? And they dreamed, and they gave you guys a list, and you fulfilled every single wish. Yeah, so BizTown, I think, was one of the most exciting. I know both of our Owens mm-hmm. and my even Addison went to BizTown, Absolutely. and it, they still talk about it. Junior and a junior in college yeah. still talk about BizTown, and we're going to pay for 
BizTown for the district this year. And if people don't know what BizTown is, uh, it's every year. Uh, is it fifth grade? Fifth that grade, goes? yes. Fifth grade. Uh, it's run by Junior Achievement, and it's literally a small city with businesses, with a, a civic part, a government part, and citizens and kids take on roles to become a business owner or an editor of the newspaper and learn how to run a business and be in a community. And I love going there. If you've been there, I'm sure both of you have been to the actual facility. It's my favorite. I love it. It's so much fun. It's the coolest place ever. And I always wish to go hang out in Arby's, but they never have cookies for me. So, But, uh, <laughs> but yes. the kids get excited. They They're, do. They talk about that for weeks going into it, and then weeks after it, they talk about that event. And don't they elect like a mayor to oh, yes. everything? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have to apply for jobs. Inter- yeah, see, and then learn interview skills. Like, yeah, I, I just kind of want to hang out over there all day and see what happens. But on behalf of the district, we thank you guys so much for fulfilling that need because it really, truly is a wonderful thing for the kids. What about future initiatives for PTA? Future initiatives for PTA, it's sort of looked the same for a long time. Um, we are definitely hoping um, to continue to work so closely with the district. We love our relationship with the district. We have such a good relationship with the district. Um, we hope to continue to just push forward the things that um, benefit us mutually, um, specifically advocacy. Um, we know that, you know, obviously funding is huge, um, but still we're going to push forward on our social emotional stuff as well. Um, and then um, we just hope to continue. We participated in the Tiger Tailgate this last year mm-hmm. to try to raise more community awareness. We really just want to get everybody on board with us and everybody involved. Um, because we know that whenever parents are involved, that students do better. And what we want is just better for everyone. And when that trickles down to students and when they're involved, they do better. It's Absolutely. part of the whole literacy engagement mm-hmm. graduation. Who knew? I mean, yes. it seems so simple. Yes. Um, when is your holiday thing again? When's your big holiday Our big holiday meeting? is coming up uh, this next Tuesday. Oh, I better get ready then. You better. <laughs> I better think of some <laughs> terrible jokes. So we've talked about how people can get involved. Let's just reiterate that one more time. How can parents or staff get involved in your organization? Frankie uh, just contact anybody on the Broken Arrow Public Schools Foundation they contact us and we will help them get engaged and involved and they are all listed at BAPSfoundation.org dot or not dot org. com dot org and yes, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever had to say that over the phone but people always go huh because org is such a weird mm-hmm. word <laughs> to say they're like what again and what about you how can people get involved with PTA how they can get involved with PTA is they can check our social medias um, which is uh, BAPTA council Um, That points you back to a lot of our units so that you can get involved at the school level. Um, And then also you can hit the Broken Arrow Public Schools website. There's a parents tab and PTA is right on there. And then you can get involved that way. Which is baschools.org, plural. Mm -hmm. And that's also another thing fun to say over the phone when someone's like, what's your email? Schools.org. Well, (laughs) thank you so much both for being here. But before we wrap up, we're going to do a quiz. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a, a holiday quiz since it is December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has nothing to do with parents. or This is just going to see your, your your knowledge. Are Frankie and I on the same team? Are we like... No, you are competing oh, in a death match okay. to the end. So, yeah. It's on. Um, I did not write these questions. So, if they're terrible, it's not me. But if they're great, I wrote all of them. <laughs> okay. All right. So, here we go. Question number one. And there's no right or wrong. Well, I guess there is a right answer. But there's no, I buzz in. You just, you know, if you know, you know. Man. Okay. I'll just turn her yeah, volume you just down. just turn your mic off. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay. Question number one. In A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, how many ghosts show up Three. in the show? Oh, man. I think it might be four. Charles is right. It's oh. four. Can you name the four? 
I go with the Christmas past, Christmas future, Christmas present, and I can't. You're so close. I Do you know, know it, Frankie? I think it's uh, the main character, Scrooge. Oh, that is not correct. Oh. It's Jacob Marley, his oh, former business right. partner. Yes. That's right. He shows up in chains and says, because I was so selfish during my whole life, I have to wear chains as a ghost. Don't do what I do. Yes. 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 A cautionary tale. Okay. That was good. That was good. All right. Question number two. The movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on a real life department store. What is it? Is it Bloomingdale's? Macy's? Macy's, yes, dun dun dun. Yes, Macy's department store, which also has a parade every year for Thanksgiving. Yes, it does. Okay, this one should be pretty easy. Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas this year. What's he gonna have? Blue, a blue Christmas. Blue Christmas. That's right. Are you an Elvis fan, Frankie? No, I'm just younger. <laughs> that is not true. Not even a little true. Oh, I love every minute of that. <laughs> I okay. <hate> it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm 90, so it doesn't matter. Okay, in the movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch is described in three words. What are they? Think Dr. Seuss, think funny rhyming, but not. I mean, they say that his heart's too small, two sizes too small. I'll give you a hint. It's in the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And the lyrics say the three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote... Oh, man. I feel like you know this. <laughs> I, nasty. I, I, <laughs> what is it? Is it nasty? No, it's not. Oh, man. It is stink, stank, stunk. stunk. Yes. Shoot. Now you got to go home and watch The Grinch. I feel terrible for that. <laughs> you watch it all the time, don't you? I don't know. I'm going to, like, read everything about the whole thing. Yes, now. tell me what year I it was written. I wish I could have prepared for this. Uh, that's why it's a pop quiz. It's so much more fun. <laughs> now, a couple of podcasts ago, I quizzed them about school stuff, oh. and they were all like, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of me. Okay, in the song Winter Wonderland, what do we call the snowman? He's got a name that he pretends, they can pretend he's something. You're singing the song in your head right now. Is it? I always say this wrong. My husband knows that I make up lyrics, but I want to say it's like Parson Brown. Brown? Yes, Parson Brown. That's <laughs> correct. You did not make up that lyrics. Listen, Frankie and I need to be on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then in a second verse, they pretend that he's a circus clown. So um, I would have true. accepted either answer. Oh. Yes. Okay, here we go. According I think I'm winning, by the way. I think you are too. Okay. <laughs> I just want to get that straight. Yeah. I think we turned Frankie's mic off accidentally. No. <laughs> Okay, so according to the song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas? Pied Piper. Ate Pied Piper. Eight geese a laying? Eight maids a milking. Oh, man. <laughs> How fast were you trying to go backwards through that song? Like 12 I drummers was. drumming, 11 pipers. It was 11 pipers piping, and yours was nine ladies dancing. Is that what you said? Ladies I said geese lane. Oh, six. That's six. Six, yes. We yes. were all over the place. There was another question that I totally avoided because it said, counting all the gifts every day, how many total gifts were given? And I was like, no, we can't sit here and do math because I think it was like 2,040-something gifts after you add up all the days of each gift per day. Oh, wow. That is so many, yeah. and I'm glad you didn't <laughs> do math. And I listen to the Muppets. Yeah. Carol, all the time. <laughs> 
That's a good one. The Muppet yes. Christmas Carol is a great show. <laughs> okay, so final question. This is the this is the we'll call it the bonus round question. You know, oh. there's no bonus. Okay. What so is so for double the points? Double the points. Okay. All all or nothing here. Double the money. Double the money. Okay. No whammies. What is the highest grossing holiday movie of all time? It's a tricky one, but think about every single one you watch every year and your favorites. Personally, mine's White Christmas, so that's not the answer. <laughs> but yeah, think about it. The highest grossing holiday movie of all time. I love that yours is so meaningful. <laughs> because like mine is probably like Christmas Vacation. Which is a great one. I love that one. <laughs> I'll tell you why White Christmas, because I'm a music guy and oh, I yeah. love every single song in that show. Hands highest down. grossing. Highest grossing holiday movie of all time. Made the most money ever. Maybe Christmas Story. Which is a great one. Is also fabulous. Which um, I'm going to ruin your dreams. It's not Christmas Story because when it came out, huge flop. It was a disaster. Nobody loved it. And then years went by, became a cult classic, and now it's like the greatest show of all time. Well, yeah. And there's a sequel. You'll shoot your eye out. Did you know there's a sequel? I don't know that I knew that. There is a sequel. I don't know if it's very good, though. It's I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. So, Frankie, what do you think? You haven't guessed yet. I have two of them. Okay. It'd be Home Alone or Elf. Oh. Home Alone is the answer. Really? Very good. Yes. Which came out the year you graduated high school. You said 1990, right? Correct. Yes. Well, that came out in 1990. Yes. So, the highest grossing holiday movie of all time. And I'm a huge Schitt's Creek fan. Mm. And I heard (laughs) someone did a meme and said... I didn't know that Moira Rose was the mother in Home Alone. I was like, well, duh. Yes. She's also the mom in Beetlejuice. Yes, she is. <laughs> so, but these young kids today, they don't know about the stuff. So, yes, oh, I'm going to say you both win the holiday the holiday quiz. I'm pretty sure the I, quiz I off. edged them out just a little bit. <laughs> well, do you have any parting words before we before we take off today? We're, we're just about wrapped up here. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, I'm so glad you guys came on. Yes, thank you very much. I told you to be painless and, and have a good time and all that good stuff. Thank you for highlighting both of our organizations. Absolutely. Once again, that's the BAPS Foundation and the Broken Arrow BTA Council. So for Charla Lane and Frankie Catlett, I'm Adam J. Foreman. Thank you so much for tuning in to Core Values, and we'll see you here next time.